0: investing in yourself as that business is going to pay off for you in a big big way because again the way that we're marketing is changing and you can then if you invest in that you take that seriously that's going to go with you that's going to go such a long way it's not a one it's not a one off you know you do it you take it seriously you invest in yourself and then that's going to you can take that anywhere and apply it to anything that you're doing
1: so welcome to this episode of the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and we have a very special guest today. We have Suzanne Rothmeyer, who's gonna be on the show, who's a photographer, and she does so many great things with her clients to help them have amazing, warm, relatable images on their website. And I wanted her on the show for so many reasons. One, she's just an amazing strategist and a marketing person. She's a hugely creative photographer, But also, I work a lot with my clients on their websites, and we work on their copy. And for a lot of times, you know, just the copy, if it's not surrounded by incredible images and the main images is you, you know, just the website falls flat. So if you're looking to take your online presence to the next level, you're definitely going to want to listen into this episode. So without further ado, welcome, Suzanne. Thank you, Betsy. I'm so
0: excited to be here, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm very well, I'm very excited about coming on and chatting with you.
1: I know it's going to be amazing because you are so great. We've had so many great conversations about your philosophies on marketing and photography. Um I would love to go first back in time and talk a little bit about what got you interested in photography in general and then why do you specialize in photography for people who have websites? Okay. So I've been doing this for about
0: um 20 years which sounds like a long time, Um, a little over 20 years. And I started out in um, doing portraits, you know, kind of like so many photographers do, you know, you start out in your garage or whatnot, or friends ask you, you start taking pictures and friends ask you that sort of thing. And it just developed and it, it pretty quickly became my full-time job. And I really, I specialized in pregnancy and senior portraits and um, family. You know, I did the typical thing. And then um, weddings, and then weddings became a big part of my business for a long time. And, and um, I quit doing weddings a few years ago. I actually quit doing weddings uh, right before COVID, thank God, because that was a mess for the wedding industry. I kind of got out just in time. <laughs> um, and because what happened was, was my, my business was sort of, it was organically going in two directions because I had these clients I'd had for years that kept coming back for their, you know, different types of portraiture and some of these, um, and, and I'm going to be speaking primarily, um, to and about women because that's just what my niche is and it's my experience. And so it's something that I relate to and I feel like I can communicate really well with, um, And so a lot of these women were just coming to me, they were starting businesses, or they were pivoting in their careers, or they hadn't worked outside the home and were going outside the home to work and they needed some imagery of themselves. And it just sort of naturally built on itself. And then I I had to say no, I started having to say no to something, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to commit more to either going one direction or the other, because I, one, I don't like the idea so much of um, trying to be everything to everybody because I feel like it's just not a good strategy, number one. And I don't feel like you feel like you're doing your best work all the time either when you're doing that. You can't focus in. So um, I went ahead and uh, decided to not do the weddings anymore for a variety of reasons, as much as I loved doing them when I did them. And um, and just went with the with the branding. And I loved, I really, I'm not going to say loved, I love uh, Working with women and working with women who are, you know, stepping out of their comfort zones. And um, you're I'm sure you deal with this so much in what you do as far as people pivoting either within their career or they're they're just doing a big pivot and they're leaving maybe their corporate job or whatever. And they're they're becoming an entrepreneur. Um, And it's something that they're passionate about. Maybe they started as a hobby and it sort of grew organically for them. And that just sort of took over. And then at a certain point, uh, I guess about a year and a half or two years ago, I spent a long time not posting any of the branding stuff, even though it was, by that time was like half my business at least. <clears throat> and I finally decided to change up my website and just commit to that full on and really put myself out there, practice what I preach, because I don't like being in front of the <laughs> camera
1: that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's like I, I like being behind the camera. Yeah.
0: So I I have you know so many women are the standards we we have these ridiculous standards for ourselves as women in our culture. And so I of course I'm dealing with that a lot and I'm I am no exception. And I had to go through the whole thing that I walked my clients through so that I could get on my own website. And now you see me
1: front and center on my website. But boy, you would not have seen that even 5 years ago. So, okay, this is a great story. So it sounds like that you've been in photography for a long time. That was your career. You were doing a lot of different things. Weddings was a big thing. Then you decided to move away from weddings, thankfully, right before COVID. You started getting more requests from people who are transitioning. And then you made that strategic decision to say, yes, I'm going in this direction. And that's what it is. Did I hear that right? Yes, exactly. So let's talk about the importance because you said your web, your picture is front and center on the website. So let's talk about like what, what, how have websites evolved and where are they now? And why is a warm, relatable image uh, an absolute must for people who have a personal brand like a consultant or coach?
0: A great question. I love this question because, um, again, I'm going to kind of focus on women in particular, because women are changing the marketplace and they're changing marketing in a big, big way. And they're out there kicking ass, frankly. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that as opposed to traditional marketing, which used to be the domain of men, and that was a certain kind of template, right? And they it was sort of a separate entity from the men themselves, right? This is the template of how you market a product or a service. And when you think about the fact that women now, I think the I think the numbers are something like um, women make about 70 to 80 percent of all purchasing decisions. Right. Okay? Wow. Yeah. So if you're gonna be marketing to women because of that. Or because that's you know who you're marketing to, that's you know who your ideal client is. You know you you have to you have to think about how to market to a woman because it's very different. Women want to feel a connection, whether they're conscious of it or not. They put a very high priority on feeling a connection with somebody before they decide if they want to do business with them or not. So that changes the whole game, right? and so all of a sudden you're also kind of seeing this shift of um where the, per- the 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 person is the product and it doesn't matter anymore what they're selling what service they're selling what product they're selling because ultimately it's the connection with that person that's going to make the dis- the buying decision on the other end so that's why having because you can you can take those images and use them yes you can obviously you know when i'm branding i have a, a a whole process i go through with clients and so that's reflecting their specific needs with with their products and services but you also have to pull back from that a little bit and and think about the fact that a person's personality and values don't typically change a lot right and so if you start tapping into that and you have imagery that reflects that, you can you can apply that imagery. It's it's very flexible, you know, and you can apply it to a lot of different things. And the, it's all about being prepared. Because when you stop, start talking about people pivoting, which you deal with a lot, mm-hmm. um, pivoting successfully, a big, big part of that is being prepared. And the biggest mistake I see is people not being prepared for it. Because they're not thinking of themselves as the commodity. They're waiting for some opportunity and then they're going to gear it to that opportunity instead of really being prepared with at least a basic level of imagery that they, can, they have at the ready so that when an opportunity comes up, they've got something.
1: I definitely want to pursue that one in just a second. I want to hit on something that you said in the first place, though, is that the marketing has changed in some ways because women are taking over a lot of the buying decisions. So could you describe a little bit about like what a a website might have been like maybe even 10 years ago? to now and why is the photography such a key element of that website? So you mentioned there's that connection, but what was it like before? Like, cause I'm imagine somebody's listening and then they're like, well, I'm a consultant. I work with organizations. They're not mm-hmm. developing a relationship with me. They're developing a relationship with my methodology and I need to look credible. So wouldn't stock photos of people in the boardroom be more compelling than a picture of me on my website? You could you speak to that?
0: Yes. Jay? Yes. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. That, that is what, um, and still a lot of websites. I still go to a lot of websites and I'm just, you know, cringing because people are relying, because they don't want to get in front of the camera. So they're using these other, these stock photography, you know, images and things like that, because that's their idea of looking professional. That, that's, a, that's a hangover from an older, obsolete way of marketing. And what used to be perceived as professional um, has changed. And it's not to say that uh, because, once again, you're dealing more with women making these decisions. Women have more power than they've ever had. They have more money than they've ever, ever, ever had. And they're making these decisions and they're making them unilaterally a lot of times. So you then... Once again, it comes back to how is that woman going to be making that decision? And if I see something that's just a template that and there's nothing wrong with templates and there's nothing wrong with stock photos. Okay, I mean, there's a there's a time and a place for them. I mean, I have a template, you know, for my website, but I I have absolutely built it also from the I've changed everything from the template, you know, I to to work for me. Um, So, again, it's having that connection point. And if they're, all they're seeing are these just abstract images that they see on every other, some version of on every other website, what's distinguishing you? Because that's not ultimately, they want to know that you're credible, but we'll get into that too, as far as presenting yourself. Um, but they, they need to feel like they have some idea of who you are as a person, because that's how we that's how we approach, you know, do I trust this person? I think you have like, you only have a matter of seconds in person even, where somebody, we don't even realize we're doing it, but we've assessed, you know, in a matter of seconds, when we meet a person, their education, their competence, their confidence, their, um, all of that. And it's gotten worse. I don't wanna say worse, but you know, that time has condensed even more with the internet and with social media. So you know when you talk about a website, you've got like less than a second to make an impression. And if all you've got on there is the same or another version of what somebody else has, because that's what their idea of looking professional is, then
1: you're just gonna be skimmed over. So somebody might be listening in and said, oh, thank goodness, I don't, I, my clients are men. They're all in corporate, they're <laughs> senior executives. So phew, I'm off the hook. You know, is it just women who need that connection or ultimately a man who's hiring somebody for a consulting job for a coaching job wants to make that emotional connection, even if it's not top of mind for them?
0: Yes, I think it's it's not as it comes in a different order, I think, for men. But men are very visual. We all know that. So it's not like you can't just take that off the table for men. It's just that I think they're maybe looking for something a little bit different, but it's still the presence of the person and being able, because if you're behind a screen, you know, it's, it's all guesswork and they want to, and of course people can say on that, well, what if they, you know, they have a bias one way or the other, I don't want them to see that. There's only so much I can speak to that because again, I my focus is more on on women and how they make decisions. Um but that's not to say that, you know, my a lot of my women female clients that they they also have male clients. It's not like all of my my clients have female clients, but you're you can convey the professionalism in a lot of different ways. But I think that the norm now. Is so much the person being in the forefront that even men kind of have a certain expectation of that, and if it's not there, then you're almost not doing your job as a person. Either a wanting to get hired, or um, you know, with a corporation, or b wanting to get hired as an entrepreneur, um, because it's 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 just missing a key element that is now becoming more of the standard. And right. if you're not, you're just, you're kind of lagging behind. And again, you're kind of obsolete in, in your when, approach.
1: When I look at websites, the first thing I do is I look for the person, especially if it's like, oh, I'm hiring an individual for something. And I think clients would do the same thing. So the way I explained it to my clients, because I always advocate, like you need a lot of warm, relatable images for your website. And the way I describe it, and you could say, if I, you correct me or, no, or um, elaborate a way I say is, it's about your client because somebody's like, I don't want to have that. I don't want to have a picture of myself. You know, I want my work to speak for itself. Like, but the reality is, is you are the product. You're the ones that it's like going to buy an iPhone and then you have to like look for, like, well, where is the iPhone? You have to like look for it. Similarly, you want to have the iPhone front and center. If you're going to go to an Apple website, you know, you want to be able to have you front and center. And it's also that limbic connection. It builds that warm. Trusting relationship, which is why I distinguish between warm, relatable images versus professional images, like images that invite somebody versus the, you know, like that third person. Right. Like I, none of the copy I help my clients with is ever in that third person. Like, you know, Betsy Jordan has a master's degree from Rollins College and she has all these years of experience. Like, I never talk about that. It's like you tell your story, right. you know, you could bring up your credentials in a nice way. Similarly, I think, you know, power pictures like that are like too stuffy with a suit when nobody wears like ties anymore. So how would you distinguish between the important or how would you how would you describe why warm, relatable images are really important? And what's the difference between a warmer and relatable image and the other kinds of images that that people might think are the more professional images? Again, I think we're talking about sort of an old
0: idea of what's professional. So that used to be the idea, that's the idea we always had about professional, like you're saying, the crossed arms, it's like power poses, right? And again, that's, that tends to be a more masculine definition of it. And that is definitely changing. And when you have warm, relatable images, the professionalism is going to come across in the, the professional look of the photo itself and of all the elements that went into that photo. And that's everything from location to color palette, to wardrobe, to you know, styling, hair and makeup, all of that builds, each one builds on, on the other and that creates a very professional looking image. But within that image, you can be totally warm and relatable. You know, you don't have to be wearing a suit and you don't have to be crossing your arms. You can still be warm and relatable and have a power pose of sorts, you know? Um, so those rules can all be sort of mixed as long as you have that framework. Um, and the, the importance is, is that, you know, there's, there's different things involved, like repetition people, the more people see you, you put yourself out there more and more images of yourself out there more and more, then the, it, it kind of goes through this flow of um, that, that they feel that connection number one, right? And then the repetition builds familiarity. So you become familiar to them. And when you become familiar to them, they start to unconsciously trust you more. Mm -hmm. And that trust then leads to relationship. And I think that we're way more geared to doing business as a relationship now than we ever have been. And that's sort of this trickle effect that's happening um, when you start putting yourself out there as the product, ultimately.
1: I, I like what you're talking about here around that building that trust. Because if you think about the kind of work, so the people who listen in on this show are consultants and coaches, and I think we underestimate the significance of the work that we're doing is that ultimately when as a consultant or coach, we're asking somebody to open themselves up and be vulnerable. Like, let me show you them all the dirty laundry in my organization, or let me show you all the dirty laundry and like how I'm managing my finances or how I'm handling my relationships or something along those lines. And it seems like when, what, what you're talking about is the photography. And having images of you in a variety of different ways subconsciously gets that person to say, okay, this is a safe person where I can share my organizational challenges or my weaknesses as a leader or my areas of opportunity when it comes to developing my business and that kind of thing, that it, it gives that comfort to mm-hmm. that client that you're somebody I can be open with. Is that accurate?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And they, they have confidence
0: then in, in you. And doing business with you you know when you when you have a, a when you've put thought and intention into your imagery it speaks to the client in a way that i mean i'm sure you would agree with me you know if i go through and i just see that you know they have put on their pilled sweater and they're a cluttered background and you know, have not, it's, it's not intentional. It's not purposeful. It's, it's not necessarily even, you know, an image that's telling a story about what you want to convey to the client. All of those things, when, again, all of those things build on each other. And I just look at it and I think to myself, that's a person who isn't even willing to invest in themselves. Mm. Professional. So why would I?
1: That's I'm such a great point. Be- did you say that again? Is can you say that whole quote again? Is like if they're not willing to invest, can you say that again? in themselves. Yeah, if
0: they're not willing if I see that they're not willing to invest in themselves in their own business, why would I invest in them? You know, I I want to gain confidence when I look at their website, when I look at their blog, when I, you know, I want to see that they have they have put thought and intention into everything because they take it seriously. Because if I don't see that, then I just see, you know, there's how, you know, I, I shoot coaches a lot and I still go and see websites where there's no, there's no image of the person. And it's like, just what you said, you're actually dealing in a very intimate space as a, Mm -hmm. as a coach, even Mm -hmm. as a business, whether you're a business coach or life coach or some combination of the two, because I don't think you can totally separate them anymore.
1: As an organizational consultant, I would say that that's even more intimate. If you think about an executive who brings you in and should lo- allows you to do an assessment, talk to your people, to do a 360 on you, like that is so, so vulnerable, you yes. know, like, and the board might know about what you're doing and, you know, there's a lot of exposure there. You know, that's where I think sometimes executives power up when you're going through the proposal process. But I think you could disarm them. I, I like what you're saying here about the website on the whole, because I talk a lot about it from a copy standpoint. Is I I tell people all the time, like you don't build your credibility through your credentials, you build it through the empathy. You know, the more that you can tell someone like, hey, you're struggling with this and I can get inside their heads. So that's why the brand building stuff that I do with my clients one-on-one is so important is we got to get into the client's head and understand the world from their perspective. So that's one part of the website. The other part of the website is the visual branding that um, starts to create the color palette and all those kinds of things. And then it seems like there's an other element that you mentioned, which we've been talking about, the subject of our conversation is that those high quality images. But I think what you're saying underneath the whole thing is this whole strategic intention behind it. You know, that I it's, have taken the time, I thought it through, I thought through what images I want. I thought through my copy. I thought through my my visitor journey on my website. I thought about all of the copy and all of these decisions and all of them subconsciously conveys to a client, I have invested in myself, I take myself seriously so you can put your trust in me. And the people who don't put the effort where it's like, all right, I'm just going to get a website out for a weekend. I'm just going to get some sort of like, you know, Squarespace template. Nothing wrong with Squarespace or something. just like something I could do myself. I'm not going to think through, you know, who my ideal client is and the value that I offer. I'm not going to really work hard to create that second person engaging, compelling copy. And I'm absolutely just going to use stock photos and ignore the whole thing. I'm communicating to a client that I don't take myself all that seriously and you shouldn't take me all that seriously either. Right, and that I'm not accessible.
0: You know, that's the other thing. You know, if you post, um, you know, do, I tell people, I tell clients who have not, you know, are not used to posting pictures of themselves. I say, go go, post a picture of yourself. I don't care, don't even, you know, I don't even care if you put a ton of thought into it. It doesn't, doesn't need to be contrived, but do it and just see what kind of response you get. And they do it and every single time they get way more, not that life is all about, or business is all about likes and and stuff, but still it's, it's just an exercise to go through. And invariably it has the most likes more than some, some other image they put on that they put all this, you know, thought into. And the reason is, is because people want to see behind the screen, you know, it's like pulling the curtain back a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? And that's how they're going to feel like you're relatable enough for them to be vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it in a professional way, because, you know, when people talk, I think authenticity gets a little over, overused, but, you know, vulnerable, I would, you know, I love Brene Brown, authenticity and, and vulnerability are very closely related. Right. So, um, you know, it's just an important thing to remember that people are going to respond, to their, that response to seeing your face, to you as a person uh, in the context of your business. It's just, it's more and more and more important. And the, I always, I like to think of myself as, you know, when I'm creating imagery, what I'm trying to do for the client is I'm trying to create a bridge between their client and them visually that tells their story, whether it be their their services, their process, their... All of it. And a bridge that's easy for that client to walk across and feel like they you're the person they want to do business with.
1: Oh, I'd like to unpack the authenticity and vulnerability, if that's OK with you, because I think that's a really important um concept, because I think getting in front of the camera, you know, is a vulnerable experience. But vulnerability is different than authenticity. Yes. So. Let's talk about, because to me, like, let me, let me throw out a definition and you could um, add change and delete to what I'm talking about as it relates to photography. I think authenticity is, is that I will use images that look and feel like me, that they are organic and they relate to exactly who I am. So for example, when I first started my business, I originally, I had like a kind of a casual, like green shirt, a button down and you know, I felt okay with that one. I got all this feedback, like, no, you got to be in a suit. You got to be in a suit. You got to be in a suit. So yeah, I took okay. a, I, so I had a photo shoot. I'm like, I don't like suits. I feel like suits were like a straight jacket for me, but uh, you know, everybody said, because you know, you could stand up in front of a group of executives and command the room and blah, blah, blah. And so I did that. And it's like, I hated it. It's like, I feel like every time I looked at the picture, I like, it's like, I felt like, you know, that whole thing. And with my last photo shoot, I did like, I, I right before I did my last photo shoot, which was like about a year or so ago. I literally went through my closet and I dumped every single suit. And I said, I'm never again wearing a suit ever. I will. I, and so I got myself a wrap dress and, you know, and I put that, you know, that's what I chose because, you know, and I had other, other more feminine looking clothes because that's the way I am. Like, I didn't want to dress like that. So that's authenticity. It's like the picture look and feel like me. The vulnerability thing, you know, I use the definition of vulnerability is I talk about it's like the word abilities at the end. So it's an ability to be wounded. That means that I have gotten some crap for my wrap dress that is out there. I had to be vulnerable in front of, I had to be vulnerable just to get in front of the camera, but I did get crap for it. And I have other clients who get crap if, you know, cause if you show a little cleavage or, you know, like, you know, or whatever, you know, you might get crap for it. And you have to learn to live with that and you have to overcome like that anxiety. That's the way I would differentiate the two. Would you agree with that? Yes. Or would you add to that?
0: Um, I I would agree with that. And I would add to that. I think we, we misunderstand what the, what the term means as far as authenticity. And I think too often people think that, well, if I'm going to be authentic, I'm going to, you know um, just be me and I'm not going to pr- prepare or, you know, be be thoughtful and intentional about what I'm wearing or any of that. And it's like, you know, nobody needs to see us when we roll out of bed and that's our most authentic, right? Right. <laughs> so it's like, let's, I think we have to kind of think about that term in the context of, of branding and our businesses. And you, I love that you ditched the suits. I love that. And I am sure that no matter what you do, you're going to get flack. But of course, people, we we gravitate always to the familiar. And that business suit thing is still in our minds because it takes a long time to shed those ideas, generations, you know, and that's still our idea of professional and power and all of that. And the great thing is, is women are redefining that and you ditching the suits and wearing your wrap dress is redefining that.
1: So, how would you? Thank you. I appreciate that because it and it felt very empowering. Like I got it. I you know I went and sent all my suits to the thread up, so I got a little bit of money for it. But it's like putting it in the bag and sending it off. It's like ooh, get you know like I'm recondoed my my professional image and say this no longer serves me. This does not bring me joy out. And so it kind of gave space for other things. So I work with a lot of clients who are transitioning from corporate into their consulting or coaching business. How would you advise that person around, like, how do they pick out the right wardrobe that relates to this phase of their career or what this business is all about? What, what do you do with your clients to help them think through, like, how do I get ready for this for this shoot for men and for women? Okay.
0: So I the first thing I do with clients after a little discovery call to make sure we're a good fit and for me to get to know them a little and them to get to know me and how I work a little... Um, is I send them off a really comprehensive uh, questionnaire. And I think it's like, I don't know, 20 pages. I mean, it's a comprehensive questionnaire and it covers all, all the different aspects. And it's just a way for me to mine information. And all the time I have clients come back after filling it out and saying, this was such a great exercise. There were questions I never would have thought of. And now these questions are really getting me thinking about whatever it is. And they saw a lot of times they wind up sort of shifting what they were going to do because of that, because it's, it's all about, um, you know, like when you say you shed the suits, it's, it's almost like you're, you're getting rid of a weight and you're, you're lifted and you're, you're more authentic then because you've gotten rid of this thing that's sort of attached to you. That's not really part of who you are and whatever your style is, or maybe you don't know what your style is. You know, if we go through all kinds of transitions in life, men and women, both. And if we're changing careers, that adds to it as far as how we do or don't dress in that in that context and having a style. I always recommend if, if it's in the budget to hire a stylist. I mean, I style a lot of my clients, but I also really recommend um, hiring a stylist because it's once again, it's just another aspect of investing in yourself as the product. Because it's not a one-time thing. If you invest in a, a good stylist, you you then have that they've taught you to fish. You know, mm-hmm. you know our friend Militia, talks about that. You know, teaching her clients to fish. Melissa Melissa Marks, who's a fantastic stylist um, in the Seattle area. You can go to rent the runway. You can go um, here in Seattle. There's Armoire where you can rent um and they've got a stylist on site so you can start but you have to be intentional about it. you have to actually think about you know who am i and what is the business that i'm in or going to be in and not try to affect some kind of personality for that but to just be who you are but to be the best version of that and have somebody help you choose clothing and colors and and all of that that convey that because once we're all, all we're, we're telling a story, we're telling a story with what we put on our bodies. We're telling a story with what we, we, we show on our websites, what we put in our social feeds. It's, and you want to be telling the positive story. You know, we all have enough negative stories Mm -hmm. and that get in the way of putting ourselves out there in the first place. But when you have somebody, I think it's very helpful to have somebody who's a professional help you through those things, because then you have it for the rest of your life. It's
1: not just a one-on-one. So I, I think what I'm getting from what you're saying is like, okay, so I help my clients with figuring out their brand messaging and where they fit into the marketplace and what they're all about and figure out their gifts and all of that. It seems like then when you get to the website and the photography, it's like that whole process just continues. Yes. It's like it's It's like you're telling your story through your copy. And then you're telling your story through your image and your clothing is all part of that whole story. And if you're transitioning in some type of way, like if you're transitioning from your corporate leadership kind of career into like a coaching business, then let your wardrobe tell that story as well. And let yourself lean into this new idealized version of who you're becoming. So take pictures of, I love this. Like, so it's about get pictures of who you're becoming not pictures of who you used to be,
0: who you've been. Right. Right. And you have to have that vision first, which is, which is what you're doing with your clients. You're helping them hone that vision and clarify that vision. And then once they've done that, then I, you know, I can look at that, all of that, and then I can craft imagery that reflects that and tells that story to the client.
1: so it's not just like do the don't do photos just because you need it it'll help your website convert. I'm sure that you could share statistics around how warm relatable images impact conversion rates. Um actually I'm going to make sure you tell me that statistic if you have it. But no, no. <laughs> it's it's not just about that. It's really about it's it's just another way for you to lean into your, your value proposition and the person that you're becoming and what you're trying to offer. And it's just another action learning opportunity. So get the pictures and then embrace the process at the same time, because this is a critical element of bringing your business to life and telling that story. So the, so the authenticity here is, so the tips that we would say here is one, um, be really mindful of like what you're trying to convey and what your story is Two, if needed. Um, hire a, a high quality, high qualified, highly qualified stylist who could help you pick out the right outfits for your shoot that you could have those outfits moving forward. And three, just be really intentional about what you're doing. Put the intention behind it of saying, this is a way for me to step into my power, into this new new value proposition, this new thing that I'm creating. And that's going to be what will help me become more authentic with my pictures and pick the right outfits and the right colors all of that will go. Right. Is that
0: Yes. And it, there's a feedback loop that happens with all of that. So, you know, it's been proven over and over that, you know, preparation and confidence are inherently linked. The more prepared you are across the board, I don't care what we're talking about, the more prepared you are, the more confident you are. And so being part of the, you know, the process they go through with you, the process they go through with me, All of that brings them into, they're part of that process. They're invested in it personally. By the time they get in front of the camera, we've covered, we've had so many conversations and we've covered so many things. We have multiple mood boards. They're excited. You know, their nervousness is now turned more, shifted way more to excitement because they're so invested in it and they actually know what we're doing and why we're doing it. And they have the shot list and they know exactly what we're doing, when we're doing it what we're doing it with, where we're doing it. And then that takes off all of that because of course, way too often that preparation is either haphazard, non-existent or not really well thought out. And so of course you're gonna feel insecure and uncertain when you step in front of a camera when there's no plan and you haven't even been really part of the process, right? You don't even know what the intention is behind it but by that time they they know exactly you know and then they're then it frees them up it's like ditching the suits you know they're mm-hmm. not questioning they're not wondering they're not the energy isn't going into all of those places they're actually excited about it and they're invested in it and then the feedback loop comes then they see those images and they see themselves and they see themselves genuinely themselves but they see themselves in another light which getting back to you saying the person that you know that they are becoming and that creates a feedback loop then and then the more repetition you have with that the more they see themselves the more that they put their images out there on their different platforms that they get that feedback again and of course it's all un, you know mostly unconscious but it's you know there's no denying it there's yeah. and there's you know there's also the mirror effect with your clients you know whatever you put out to somebody else they automatically tend to reflect back which is an important
1: thing to remember. So my husband is work, we're working with my husband on his website. So it's taken him forever. So we got pictures about a year ago or so, maybe even almost two years ago for his website. And he really didn't have a vision for what we were doing. I kind of had a vision for what we were doing, but he didn't. So we had these really great pictures. He just got the homepage from my team who designed his website. And this is like a left brain, super uber left brain finance guy. I thought he was going to cry like right then and there. Like just seeing the seeing the pictures and the context of the website and and his value proposition. He's like been sending different clients like the the website, and he's like it's totally transformed his understanding of his value proposition. Like talk about the mirror effect. Like he sees through this whole thing of like what his value is, and he's like I'm ready to go. Like he's his conversation is changing with even how he's landing clients because of what he was able to reflect because he saw himself in those images surrounded by the words, surrounded by all that other stuff. And it's changed things. So I think what you're saying is accurate. It's around the preparation, but then the mirroring, being the first mirroring to yourself and believing in it. Yeah. And I, I think his vulnerability around marketing because he's, you know, he's gotten most of his business like most of my clients have. It's that he began, you know, just sort of like word of mouth kind of thing. And now he's going to actually start a YouTube channel and other things to get clients. And so he's been overcoming the vulnerability. So uh, that's where the next part where I would want to go to is, okay, so this is, um, so we want to get authenticity, but it's like, how do you deal with the vulnerability of that initial first part of getting in front of the camera, you know, and the vulnerability of, you know, putting your images out there, you know, that may or may may or may not get well received. And then how do you deal with some of my clients? Like we're mid-career, you know, so it's, there's extra vulnerability that comes with, you know, I'm not in that 20, 30 year old, you know, social media phenom, you know, generation. How do you help somebody who's, you know, a little bit older? feel comfortable in front of the camera like me (laughs) aging aging online it's so fun yeah oh my gosh and especially like you say if you didn't grow up with it
0: and i think that uh, those are such great questions and um i'm not sure which order to go in so if i forget one let me know as i go along but um To to start with your first question, I'm going to go back again to, you know, first is the mindset and, and a big part of the mindset of getting someone past that hurdle to come in for the first their first session is them really understanding the importance of it and them understanding that they are their business and that they as a person is going to be most of the time because very few, very few people are offering something that nobody else is offering right? So ultimately, you know you as a person and how you convey things to your clients is going to be the deciding or one of the big deciding factors, you know, for your client. So understanding the importance of it is the first step. and a lot of people really don't understand it and, and you and when you walk them through that, and then they start to visualize what that looks like um, and how that how that, relates to their bottom line and their business's success, then you, you know, you get their attention on that too. And then Mm -hmm. again, preparation, I think preparation, I have found that going through the process of preparation is the biggest factor aside from mindset where, you know, for them to overcome that, because once again, by the time we've gone through all those things, they're so excited. And and their intention behind it their passion behind what they're doing the reason they're doing it in the first place just starts to override more and more their own personal thing because you have to kind of get out of your body a little bit with it right um and 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 be focused more on the intentionality of what you're doing the reason why you're doing it and and then again that starts to that starts to go get into a feedback loop. So then they're excited. They're they're busy doing the things for the shoot. I'm constantly walking them, talking them through it. So they're not, you know, having to sit there in a static pose. I mean, we're just constantly moving. I'm talking to them. And it's a conversation at that point. They already have know me, you know, because we've had conversations. And that's, again, I'm going to go back to, that's one of the biggest things that people do where they wait too late they wait until they need something and then they're in a panic they want to schedule a shoot for next week and i can't service them at the level i want to service them and they're not they're not going to get the results that they actually need and they don't even know that a lot of times that they need or want it they just think that oh i'll just grab a few things out of my closet and So you have to just walk them before that. You have to walk them through all of those things and the importance of all of those things so that they see the value in it for themselves and their business, okay? And then getting to people who are mid-career, aging, you know, there's so many reasons. Like, I don't want to do it because I've gained weight. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm aging. I'm, I don't
1: like how I look anymore. Like, and look I at these that, things here. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Can you do something? Can you do something with this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I always feel
0: like I should have a checklist because I get that so much. And it breaks <laughs> my heart, you know, a little bit each time because men never say that stuff to me.
1: Mm-mm. Never. Oh, and but they worry say, about other things. Like, you know, like the you know, the gut thing, and Not you know. so much. Betsy. No, <laughs> Not so
0: much. <laughs> you know, I, I just it floors me, and I I you know, again, I've been doing this for years, and it just it, it is a little heartbreaking, but um, but I've had to get over it, and again, repetition is gold you know, and, you know, go get a Mel Robbins book, you know, read some Mel Robbins, you know, you can make fun of these things about, you know, high-fiving yourself in the mirror or the Wonder Woman power pose, but there's no denying they have an effect. They have a psychological effect and physiologically things change in your body.
1: I'm good enough. I'm good looking enough. And gosh darn it, my future clients will like me. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm good enough. Come on, let's all say it together. I'm good enough. I'm good looking good enough. enough. <laughs> and my gosh darn it, my future clients will like me. <laughs> it's right. Suzanne, it's Suzanne, instead of Stuart Smalley, it'll be Suzanne.
0: <laughs> and in front of that mirror, naked and high five yourself. See if you don't feel better when you walk Yeah. Out the floor. <laughs> But so, again, you know, it's like exposing yourself, you know,
1: not that literally, literally, but and repetition. No, not exposing yourself. Yeah. So we do not recommend for professional images that you expose yourself. Let's not exactly. do that. Shoot. <laughs> that would be a different photographer. That's not us, right. <laughs> it's a different brand. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs>
0: Just
1: throw that in there and see if anyone notices. <laughs> Oopsies. Okay. So, so let, all right. So let's recap all the things that we talked about today, that it seems like how can someone boost their online presence worth of warm, relatable images? It seems like thing one is being clear about the role and purpose of, of professional images and why professional images and especially warm, relatable images relate to your conversions and your success and what how marketing has evolved to be more feminine maybe not just male female but more feminine oriented where relationships are key and also Mm -hmm. for my clients who are listening consulting and coaching we think that we're selling methodology but people are really opening themselves up to us and we have to respect the vulnerability in our warm relatable images will not only help with us getting clients, it will help us be more effective with our clients because our clients will trust us quicker, which is what we need in order to do our jobs. So let's get clear, that's thing one. Thing two, it seems like it's also get clear on, you know, who am I becoming and what am I all about? You know, to be really intentional about like my strategy, what I'm trying to create with my business, who I want to reflect, well, the image of what I want to reflect into the world, be really intentional about my wardrobe choices, if needed, get a stylist and be really thoughtful around that. It seems like the third thing, though, that I think fits into this whole mix, but we didn't really talk about it, is for sure hiring a photographer who gets what you're going through and gets... What you need for your website. So it's not enough just to get some sort of photographer who does portraits. You don't want the real estate um headshot type of person. You want someone who gets it. Cause you were talking about, you know, when you get with your clients, you know, you're talking to them, you're keeping them relaxed. I'm sure you teach them how to do the, you know, yep. the poses and all yep. of that and how to stand. So you need the right photographer who gets the kind of images that you need for your website. So that seems like the third. And then the fourth would be is you know with all that preparation just relax have fun but there's that part so how do what what's just somebody is that like kind of big picture like what we talked about today or is there a step that i missed no and that I, I
0: would definitely you know ping pretty hard on the get a branding photographer somebody who specializes in that and is not trying to be everything to everybody because it is its own animal branding photography because you are shooting specifically for different platforms and you need to understand how to shoot for those different, what the needs are for those platforms. And they can be everything from technical to, you know, aesthetic and visual. And, um and yeah, the six things that, you know, also help with the, the self-confidence getting in front of the camera. Um, I have my little list that, because somebody who really understands lighting and posing, you can take, you can either add 20 pounds or subtract 20 pounds just with lighting and posing. Okay. And so you want somebody who really understands that they understand what branding photography is and what the needs of it are for the client, because a lot of times the client doesn't know. They wouldn't that's know. Not. Why would they know? That's not yeah. their area. And okay, a lot of times I pull in the web designer in the, into the conversation, or their um, and their copywriter, if they have them. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's important. Okay, so let's dive into this one. So if we have the meta big picture of what we talked about today, let's let's really zero in. On what would what are the criteria that somebody should be looking for in a brand photographer? because you just mentioned a couple things. One, they know how to under they understand the different platforms that seems like that's key that you have to understand like you need to have like in the thirds, you know for a hero shot and they know that they know what kind of future marketing that you would need, you know oh, yeah, your personality location, right? shots, your you know all those shots. You need somebody who's going to have that. You want somebody who also is willing to collaborate with the rest of your team, you know, Absolutely. with your copywriter, with your web designer, you know, those are, those are a couple things. What else? Somebody who's friendly, who can make you at ease. That right. seems to be another criteria. Like what are some of the other criteria this, that somebody should be looking for?
0: Yeah, I think when you're when you're surfing around and you put, you know, I would say Google brand photographer in your area and and look and see it, because if you just go to photographer, if, if their feed is filled with like, oh, they've got some weddings in there, they've got some family pictures in there, they've got Um, And it's not to say, I mean, I still do, I still do some of those things, but you're not going to, you have to dig on my website to find them. And I would have to, you know, basically give you a link specifically for that, because I have a lot of clients I've had for years that I still love doing that for, but, um, but their, their whole feed on their website on their, it should all be geared to branding and yeah. And look and see, you know, what resources do they have? What, um, because if, there's so many things that the client doesn't even, like I said, understand as far as what their own needs are. and and a lot of times they're putting the cart before the horse. They don't know what order to do things in. You know, when you talk about what you do with a client, um it's brilliant for me when I have a client who's already done a version of that, right? Because then they come to me with way more clarity because a lot of times mm-hmm. I have to walk my clients through to just to even get them, you know, clear on what they're doing and what their intention is. So it's super helpful for for me if they come into it with that. Um, And then other times it's like, they haven't put any thought into their, their website. They know they have to have a website, but they want to do the photo shoot before they've even put any thought into what the website. And so it's all of those things and understanding, you know, which thing, what order they need to go in to be most efficient and effective and get you the results. That you, that you want and you need. So, that, okay. That the or did I go off on a tangent?
1: <laughs> no, 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 this is great. So let's clarify now, like, here's the big picture of how do you boost your online image? So I'm going to update from what I just said a second ago. So step one is you need to work with somebody like me who can help you with your brand clarity, what your business is all about, how are you going to stand out and get that promise nailed and understand your ideal client? Then you need to work on your website strategy on the whole, like get big picture. Like, well, how's your website going to fit into? How's what's the, the what's website going to fit into your? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's, what's, oh yeah.
0: What's your color palette? Oh, yeah. What's your, you know, okay. Because the aesthetic, because I'm choosing locations, you know, I'm scouting locations for each client, and that the location in the images needs to match their
1: their brand aesthetic. All right, we're going to have to like, pause real quick um, because my phone had just rung and I don't know if it cut that part out. <laughs> so wait a minute. Oh. Um, can I Sorry, is that me? Yeah, something happened with my phone. Okay, so, all right, so let's back up. So what I'm hearing you say is this is the order that we need to focus on to help our clients get warm, relatable images. It's step one they need to work with someone like me who can help them clarify what their business is all about, their brand, what it's all about. Second, then we need to work through the overall website strategy and the brand aesthetic. What's the vibe? What's the feeling? And what are you trying to do and get that strategy done so that when they get to someone like you, there's clarity on what that's all about. Then three is make sure you go then look for a, a photographer who is a brand photographer and somebody who's very specific who can help you from a... Overall, online platform kind of standpoint and helping you with your business, and who can give you that comfort that you need. You know, step four is then with that particular photographer, really working through with your visual branding and all the things that you want to do, choose your wardrobe and plan your shoot and work through any of your mindset challenges that would keep you from being, you know, ready and available during that day to get those amazing photos between the strategy and the shopping and the potential stylist that you might get to make sure you have great wardrobe, then you got to keep working on your mindset. You know, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I'm good looking enough. My clients will love me. Get that down so that you could show up to the shoot and just be in the hands of your photographer. You don't have to have it all figured out. Let the photographer lead you. If you have a really good shot list, let the photographer lead you. And then when you're done, then you could look at all the uh, images that you have and you know, and then decide from there. That seems to be the path to how to make the most out of your photography session and get those images that you need to create the conversions, the trust, and actually create the client impact because the images helped accelerate the trust building with your clients.
0: Right, right.
1: Is that, is that what yes. we've been talking about? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay so if someone wants to work with you i know obviously if they're in the seattle area they could easily work with you how can they find how do people find you and do you work with people who are not in the seattle area as well and how does that work yes absolutely i'll work with people anywhere
0: in fact um in a couple of weeks well i'm taking a little vacation first but i'm shooting in israel and jordan for a little boutique tour company so I'll be doing that for two weeks right after my vacation time. So I'm going to be gone for a month. But um, do you need yeah. any
1: assistance? You I know. Can, like, carry things? <laughs> I, I'll volunteer. I always <laughs> want to go to Israel. That's on my bucket I know, list. me
0: too. I'm very excited, actually. It was kind of funny how it came about. But um, and yeah, obviously, Seattle is very easy. So just reaching out to me through my website, uh, which is www.suzanerothmeyer.com. It's a little bit of a long name, but you just plug me in and I'll come up as a brand photographer in the Seattle area. And, um, and then just punch one of the buttons that says discovery call. And, you know, there's no obligation. I would never, you know, I get the clients that I'm meant to get. And, you know, it's all about just having a chat because a lot of people they'll, they'll call me and they're, they're not even sure if they're ready to make the step or not, but they're just kind of looking for information. And um, yeah. And, and we chat and, figure out what you're what you're trying to do. And then I might, there's times where I say, well, I think that you need to do this, this or this first, and then come back to me when you've done that. And you'll be ready to plan a shoot. So um, yeah, I'm very friendly. I'm very accessible.
1: (laughs) Well, obviously, like, you know, you're and you're so great at just so many different things that that goes far and beyond just a typical photographer or even a brand photographer. Like all the things that you talked about is like making somebody comfortable that makes or breaks things because your pose, if you're uncomfortable in the pose and you don't have a photographer who could help you relax into the pose, it's not going to work out. And I know you're the person who could help them be comfortable, especially for women who are the mid-career who really want to have their look great and not feel bad about like aging and that kind of thing. Like you're the person as well. I would highly recommend you for anybody. I've seen your pictures. We have, we have partnered together. So I absolutely would recommend you for sure. And I'm very picky about photography as you would imagine. Well, I'm picky about everything because I'm or picky or intentional, whichever. I know I love it. that about you
0: though. I wouldn't use picky. I think you're just very intentional and you like to be very clear about, and that's, a, an amazing, amazing quality.
1: Well, thank you. Is there anything that you would want to tell me about visual branding, boosting your online image with photography, or anything about you know websites, building a business, entrepreneurship? And I'm just not asking you the right question.
0: No, no. I think my big message more and more to to women who are um, you know again in any of those categories where they're pivoting or they're starting um, a new business or um, a midlife um, switch, any of those things. I just want to really drive home um, the point that if you are transitioning, um, if you're leaving corporate, if you are in a midlife you know, pivot, you're going off to be an entrepreneur, you're aging, you gained weight, I don't care what's going on with you, whether you're a man or a woman or however you identify, um, the the principle is the same, that you are the business it doesn't matter what it is you're doing in that business uh, it, it can be service it can be a product it can be you ha- that the switch to to um treating yourself as the business and investing in yourself as that business is going to pay off for you in a big big way because again the way that we're marketing is changing and you can then if you invest in that you take that seriously that's going to go with you. That's going to go such a long way. It's not a one, it's not a one off, you know, you do it, you take it seriously, you invest in yourself. And then that's going to, you can take that anywhere and apply it to anything that you're doing. And the other thing I love about it too, is being prepared and investing in yourself in that way, allows for i had a a fabulous business coach um, a while back and she she said something about um she would refer to the wild card always allow for the wild card and i love that because um you know you might get hyper focused that you're going to do this thing you're going to switch and do this thing but some other opportunity might come along that you never expected and if you're prepared preparation you know is such an important thing to being able to say yes to an opportunity, because you don't always have a lot of time to say your yes or no to it, right? And if you're prepared, you can say yes to something that comes along that you never maybe would have imagined that was even better than what you had planned.
1: I love that. You know, So basically, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you want to overcome any confidence issues, you know, definitely get clear on why you're doing it and prepare in advance. Understand that when you invest in you, your clients are going to invest in you. You go first. And the more you invest in yourself, the more the clients will invest in you. And Absolutely. there's a correlation between those.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, so much for being on the show. This is so, so eye opening. I really appreciate it. I wish I had all of this information even before my shoot, but I had an amazing photographer. So she at least made me feel super confident and ready. And she got great images and it yes. really does change the game. And I, I really appreciate what you're saying. And those of you who are listening in, thank you so much for participating in another episode of the Enough Already podcast. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire on you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at betsyjordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.